Yo, with your boy, KPC, come back at you. How y'all doing, guys? Today, me and my partner, JPC, will be reviewing The Nun Part 2. It just came out. We just saw it about two hours ago. So I will go second. You will go first. You tell me what you think about the movie. What you Honestly, I thought it was really well made. The acting was quite good. The story I enjoyed. It um, it was a well put story, and I think it did its job as a non part two. Like it just suited. Anything you have to say? Yeah. Do you think the story was as good as one? I think it was slightly better. I liked it a little more than Nun Part One. Okay, so then that's we got different writers, guys. So the first story was done. One was actually written by James Wan himself, uh, an amazing. You know, we all know who he is, amazing director, amazing writer. Um, this Nun Two was written by somebody new I had not heard before, um, and directed by uh, I think Michael Chavez, who um, hasn't directed that many movies before, but he did a damn good job with this one. Um, how would you compare the? I thought that the actors acted better in this than the first one. What do you think? I fully agree. I don't. They, I just seem more convinced that there was something like bad happening. Yeah, I felt the second outing was better also. Um, I mean, let's talk about the story. Story-wise, what's always good about the story is that. They take something that reality happened, an actual event or marked history, and then put a little spin on it. Kind of like if, like, you know, uh, I got in a fight with somebody in the in the highway, and I was like, oh, I got in a fight, then tomorrow I'm like, I got in a fight with somebody in the highway. It was 20 dudes, and they pulled out AKs, and I pulled out my nine, and I was like, yo, I'm taking you, you know, kind of like that. So, based in reality, a little sprinkle on top of it, so... We just don't know how much of it is true or not true, and how much is. We do know that it was a farmer. We do know um, he was possessed. Uh, he lived in Romania, and he did need help being unpossessed. And that's where the story unraveled backwards to none one that they told. Um, with that being said, in the universe's sake of the whole franchise, Conjuring 1, 2, 3, none, 1, 2. What do you think about this one? Where does it sit? I mean, this one really set up for a Conjuring 4. It's uh, it's like a route into the Conjuring series. More adding on. Like, I felt like the order would go 1, 2, none, 1, and then Conjuring 3, and then this. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess it's going to go full circle around. All right, what about... um? Special effects, how you feel about them, this one? There Jeez. were certain times where the fire just did not look as real. Oh, really? I mean, I believe that there was fire, but there was this one point where I was just like, okay. And just, there was one point where I was like, okay, the fire was just... Oh, I am obviously the nice critic in this place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't, uh, I didn't see any problems with CG. I, I do think at some point CG was better than other parts. Agreed. Um, I think Valak's CD, CG, if you guys don't know the name of the demon, is Valak. They don't know that in this series yet, but I thought that uh, Valak's CG was well done. 
I thought Goatman. Now you guys had to watch me to see Goatman. Is. We loved him. Yeah, Goatman was done well. Uh, very frightening, actually, to look at. Um, what do you think of the settings? Uh, it last one was set in a monastery. This one was set in several places. Type that in France. Do you think it played a good ambiance? Or what do you think? I, th- I mean, I think the settings were good. It made this. I think it made the story a little more interesting than the Nun one. The Nun one was literally all in like one place. Yeah. Well, this was like you know she went to an alley and like she saw Valak in newspapers. I mean, that scene was very long. <laughs> like, the newspapers folding out, but, like... Did you feel it was unnecessary? Do you feel it was drawn out? It, I think it, it could have been a little short. <laughs> Just a little. But it did add to the fear of, like... But at one point, I was like, it's still going, and we all know it's going to be Valak and the newspapers. I guess, in a way, I see your point. You know the paper's going to turn into Valak, right? So, hurry yeah. along, people... But I guess they wanted to do an effect for people and take their time. You know, um, I understand that, you know. Look, we're criticizing the movie here because that's our job right now, giving a review. But overall, it was a stupendous movie. I thought it was fantastic. I'll tell you, I think it was better than part one, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Um, 100% agree. I did not think that until the last quarter of the movie, guys. So if you're watching it and you're wondering what the hell was this KBC talking about... I think it picked up a lot. Um, it crescendoed, as a song or movie should. Uh, beginning was more of a setup. Wouldn't you think it was like setting the movie up? I 100% agree. It was setting it up for an amazing, revealing ending. What would you think about the artifact in the movie? I won't give it. I won't, I won't spoil that, people. That's actually pretty cool. It was a... Uh, it was a... Good. I think they chose something good because if they didn't choose that, the, the story wouldn't have added up, if you recall what I'm talking about. I thought it was unique also. Um, I'm kind of sick of the blood of Christ. I'm kind of sick of the spirit of destiny. Um, <laughs> it seems like in every movie you watch, like, the blood of Christ, we need it. I found the spear, the spear that stabbed Jesus. It's the same thing over and over again. So yeah, it was a little unique this time, I thought. You know, the... Um, the artifact they found, which is also, again, based in actual lore, guys. So, kind of what makes it appealing because it does really exist in real life. I mean, it was there's a story about the artifact they're talking about. Um, give us your overall thoughts, man. What should I see this movie? Should I not see this movie? Why should I see this movie? You should 100% see this movie. I, It had some good jump scares. I'll give it that. There were times. That goat man, I want it to be my mascot. He was amazing. He was horrifying, but he was great. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was something else. Like the girl just turned around, and I'm gonna spoil this. He was. Uh, the kids used to play this game, and no, 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 don't, don't, don't okay, tell don't. me, don't tell me where Goatman came from. Come on, because <laughs> they're not gonna figure. They want to see the movie. I want them to be surprised. Still, the All movie. Right. It still gets kind of shocking where Goatman came from. So. Goatman is an amazing halfway mark in the movie. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that. Um, I mean, I gotta tell you, uh, in these movies, guys, if you guys are watching them, if you're into none one, none two, and all that, it's the lore that really is um, quite amazing. As you guys know, Valak is a fallen angel, one of the angels abandoned by God, because he chose to go with Lucifer and come down and fight God's angels, so he was banished down here. So 
always looking for power to return to that kind of power we had as an angel. Um, which is also why he's one of the most powerful demons because he's a fallen angel. Great lore. And uh, like my daughter said, the lore goes back for all the movies. Um, it is quite unique when you put some movies together. What do you think of that one scene where they actually showed the hallway uh, to the Warren's house? I mean, I've, we've seen that scene before in the movie with the Valak at the end of the hallway, yeah. I think. Uh, I think it was a very nice time. Yeah, it was a... It was a bit of a hint and a branch back to the Warren's house, which, I mean, I know The Conjuring 2 technically hasn't happened yet, but I think this was a bit of a... That's funny. That's actually why a movie ended. And my daughter's like, let's leave. I'm like, no. It's like, Dad, let's go. I'm like, no. It's got to be something else. It's got to be one tiny tidbit to bring us closer. And there was. I'm not going to tell you what that is, but... There was one little scene to bring it a little closer, to bring it back full circle. And I do love when movies come together. When you're taking some movies and you're taking the whole genre and a bunch of different movies and you're bringing them together into one. It's nice and the stories mesh like that. It uh, gives another gravitas to the whole entire film that they're making. Um... Finally, what do you want to say about Blumhouse Productions? I, I I got something to say about them. What do you want to say about them? Um, I was just saying, I think they make good horror movies. I mean, I think most Blumhouse production movies have pretty good. That's all I got. You're more of a producer, production type. I just think they've come a long way. I think they've found their niche uh, in the last 10 years. They've realized their niche is horror, right? So if you watch, guys, if you go back and watch Blumhouse Productions, the first banner that they have over 10 years ago, it's just a name and some light. Now it's Blumhouse and a bunch of ghosts and demons. They found their niche. They know where they belong in the industry. They know what they make and what they make best. And uh, that's a great thing in cinema. When you know what you do and you do it better than anybody else, do it again and again and again and again. So that is a, a definite must. So I'm going to give my rating on this film... Out of a 10, uh, 8.7. Can't really give it a 9, 8.7, because there are some things that... Look, I know people get scared of things pretty easily. I don't. Uh, neither is my daughter. And there were some scenes where instead of being like, oh my god, where we busted out laughing that there's no tomorrow. Um, at one point, the demon... The you know, demons are strong, we all know this, but... The main actress, uh, Sister Irene, this poor girl, she got tossed around like a doll. I just, I didn't know what to think. At one point, the demon runs up to her, and I swear to God, football tackles her like a, like a little doll, and then like choke slams her like the rock. It was just, it was a little ridiculous. So I was like, what is she supposed to do? And uh, even the first time she runs you know, to the demon, she's like, stop. It uppercuts her. It was like a Mortal Kombat uppercut. Like, she was flying across the screen. I was like, oh, my God. Like, how did she even get up again? I have no idea. Because I wouldn't get up again. I'm like, you win. You win. Take the guy. It's all good. He's yours. So that was, I mean, you're not supposed to laugh. And that laughter lasted for a whole other scene. We kept thinking about how she got slammed. And she got up anyway. Like, 
At least it showed the first she got punched. She was like, oh, Coco, leave me here. You should go ahead. Like, yeah, she just got the wind knocked out of her. It was ridiculous. I think that was a little too much. I know they wanted to show the power and the strength of the demon. But, I mean, maybe the demon could have, like, you know, broken a wall or something. What do you got to hit a, like, four foot eleven girl? And she weighs, like, 90 pounds soaking wet. It was, like, it was like ridiculous to watch. I mean, we both couldn't stop laughing. We're like, oh, my God, this is too funny. And it wasn't supposed to be funny, obviously, but it, it was pretty funny. And there was another yeah, it was another reason why that was kind of stupid was, as always, the antagonist in the movie, right? And there was a little girl who was the antagonist. Yeah. Uh, she was very annoying in the movie. You just wanted her to die. You're like, the, 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 the little girl, something her. It's fine. And he doesn't die, but she definitely is the bunt of a few jokes towards the end. And you're not, you know, you don't feel bad for her. You're pretty satisfied. You're like, oh, yeah, you deserve that. So they could have done without that, to be honest with you. Even the, the bunt of the jokes thing, it's okay. But uh, I would prefer that they had, um, I don't know, found another way to show the strength of the demon rather than just, like, knocking the flying crap out of the main character. That didn't really, uh, if it's supposed to be scary, it really, really wasn't. So, not much of a horror movie to me. I mean, compare that to the Evil Dead that we oh saw my last God. time. I mean, I think we did laugh more in The Nun 2 than Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, Evil Dead was, we just, we only laughed for a second because the mother's smile was amazing. <laughs> As she was a demon, it was very, um, well, so was it was funny, but, well, Valak is the same character done over and over again. I thought that was very unique, The Evil Dead, because it's a remake, a next part of another movie, and they have freedom to do what they want to do. Yeah. With Valak, they had to kind of go along with what Valak was already doing. So, it, and even if you can talk about the smile, I thought it was overdone. I thought the ending, when Valak was smiling and blood coming over, it was overdone. It was, okay, we get it, you're, you're evil. Okay, whatever. Okay, she did smile too much, but the first time she smiled was really good. I thought when the other character, as Valak smiled, it was scarier. Oh, that was, yeah. Because that character usually has, has a very innocent person in the Same. movie, and all of a sudden the smile, and you're like, oh, that's a wicked smile. That's not good. And he's about so, to go. Like, so that's my score, 8.7. What do you guys say? I think you were a little too nice, because I think I've seen better horror movies than this. I'm going to give it uh, close to an 8, a 7.9. Oh, wow. That's harsh, man. Listen, I think I've definitely... Oh, my God. The Conjuring 1 does this by a margin for me. I agree. I agree. So, I think you putting it at an 8.7, what did you say? I think that was too kind. I think that when we... We get those movies higher scores because I think the depth is more than reality. Um, this is a little older, that's a little newer, and the Warrens have actually written these things down. I mean, Mrs. Warren was there for the shooting of yeah. the movie. I mean, she asked, she said, no, this is what happened, this is how it happened, you know, she was, she lived this, you know, stuff, so it's a little different. Um, with this, this is a backstory that happened before they met, they found out these stories, uh, when they actually met one of the characters, uh, which might happen in the next movie, but... They weren't there for it, actually. It's a little, little different. You think there's just a better story or better acting, or do you think the other actors are better? Is it what is it? I think first off, I know it's part of a true story technically, just a little more 
taken out and stretched out. But I think the Conjuring one, the story was better. I've always I th- the I think the Nun franchise was a good extend from the Conjuring movies, but I think the Conjuring movies will always take the cake over the Nun movies. Well, can we really blame the story on anybody? It's a true story. It's, I know. That's why I, I feel screenplay like, maybe you could say we can blame. Yeah. The screenplay was better. It was better written, better better adapted to screen. Because yeah. story-wise, that's what happened. That's what happened. I mean, I feel like... Okay, I felt more depth and pain with the Conjuring movies. Do you remember that scene in Conjuring 2 where Ed was about to die? Like, well, who is going to die? Ed. Ed. Oh, Ed and Warren. <laughs> well, yeah, it showed there. Okay, so there's a piece right there that actually makes sense. So one thing in the Conjuring, I gotta say, guys, like the the love between husband and wife. Yeah, that's that's thing they wanted to show, and that actually carried on for a long time in all the movies and in the reality of their life. Um, I think it's very important. They're very special people. I mean, we're not going into the Warrens right now. Because they've done amazing work, and God bless them for what they've done. Um, God knows how many people they've saved, actually, in their life, and that, it's pretty amazing. Um, hey, you don't believe in it? That's up to you, but doesn't mean they didn't help people. So, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> Alright, guys, so you heard it from here. 8.9 from me, 7.9 from the harsh <laughs> one. Um, I still think you should go see it. I think it was a lot of fun. I think it was great. If you've seen The Nun 1, you will like Part 2, definitely. Um, is a good continuation. Um, I'll only say again with the 8.9, some parts were a little silly, and it almost felt like it was dragging on a little bit. You wanted to see more, and then you got more finally. Um, like I said, the movie crescendoed up, so you didn't get like, uh, what you wanted right from the beginning. It wasn't just a kick right away. It, it, it took a little time to get to where you needed to get to. But, I have to admit that the ending was a little more... That took a turn. Yeah, and it was, it was more fun... Larger than the first one's ending. Agreed. I feel like the Lord, first one's ending didn't... It had some stuff, but it wasn't like, oh... It was like, oh, it's over. This is like, holy crap, when it was, when it was over. You're like, it kind of gave you a little more depth to it than the other one. Yeah. So, and still you gave it a 7.9. Wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like the movie itself is like an eight, like an eight and a half. But like, out of all the horror movies I've ever seen, it is like a seven point nine. And she's seen more than me, guys. So, and I'm forty four years old, and she's thirteen. So. I saw four horror movies yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so maybe another one to talk. Actually, mm-hmm. all right. Well, this is your boy KPCM out. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We try to make it. Uh, Sure, but to the point, I actually give you some depth of the movie and not just host you. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, any last things you want to say, JBC, before we get out? Um, no, not really. Wow. <laughs> so much love for the audience, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> she feels you. She feels you. I mean, I can give them a fun fact. I give them one fun fact before we leave. The actress who plays Irene is the sister of Mrs. Moore, the actress. Vera oh. Farman. Gosh, it's, her last name is Ukrainian. That, that uh, Vera lady who plays uh, Mrs. Warren in all the movies. Yes, that's the only That actress, this actress in the movie in The Nun, is her younger sister, actually. Yes. Which is kind of cool. Because they do look alike. You do wonder when you see the movie, you're like, she looks a lot like the lady from, <laughs> from The Conjuring. Oh, 
you start thinking like is it the same world am i wrong <laughs> no it's because they're sisters and yeah. they look quite alike actually i was staring at the movie the whole time i was like they look so similar is it like her daughter or something i was like no it's not her daughter yeah well that's that i am out guys take care of yourself and uh we'll be doing a review again hopefully soon we'll probably do one movies from the summer that we some of them we want to talk about yeah. we will probably talk about grand tourism next time um we will show you our racing cockpit that we just haven't built and um why we love grand tourism so much and what a great movie it was all right guys peace out